The following is a disclaimer. The disclaimer quotes, The views and opinions expressed on this show by the host do not necessarily state and reflect those of the channel. Furthermore, the views and opinions of the guests do not reflect those of the host and the channel. Code of the day will be more visible on YouTube and other platforms. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, um, and welcome to the very first um, episode of Podversation. If it's a conversation, it's a Podversation. So let's Podversate. Um, in this very show in itself, which is going to now start, I'm just going to be telling you more about it. Um, why is it here? I'm going to also be telling you more about our YouTube channel and um, why we're saying curiosity meets perspective, why we're packaging knowledge and really giving it out there and um, allowing for a sufficient and good, efficient society into the future, right? Um, this is what it is and how we're going to basically theme this around is going to be themed around more or less in terms of um, quotes in itself, right? We're going to have a quote which is basically going to um, come together in the sense, which is the quote that you saw um, before we actually um, begin the whole thing, um, which is basically the quote of the day. So each and every single time, I'll try to possibly throw in some content every two, three days, depending on how basically, yeah, you know, um, I won't say much on that, but you'll just see on a weekly, there'll be specials that will be there, which we're basically going to round up in one topic and really talk and share perspective um, about a topic. Um, in this show in itself, as I said, I'll be telling you more about why do we have masterclasses on this channel? Why do we have other podcasts as well that you also need to listen to? Um, like the Faith Podcast, which is um, one of um, one of my favorites and very close to my heart as well. Um, Gondana no Kordo. Um, which is basically here um, to confront faith. It's, it's basically here to um, share perspective that is well um, on its way to to just um, help you on your journey, on your spiritual growth, on on how you really um, see the word of God in a, in a clearer, in a much more clearer perspective, right? Um, and we have other podcasts as well, like the School Report, which really is more about the Gen Zs um, and the education, you know, and um, how they really are facing the current lives and how are they feeling just basically being around um the elders right the, the elder people um and how they feel growing up from from that what are the challenges that they really face the mental health the, the you know everything really that is around the gen z's um in itself and yeah we're just going to be also um establishing that form in the, the school report then we have the anchor of the whole um channel which is obviously this very podcast in itself i will bring in some guests here and there um which we are going to call um the perspectives right i will be subliminal at best so there's no allegedly around here but if you know what's going on Go figure. That's what it is. But at most, I'll be sharing my perspective. And that's what um, I'm here to do. You'll learn more as to what I'm talking about when I'm talking about um, perspective in itself. Right? So let's go on straightforward. Um, let's go forward with the first and initial one, which is um, our code. So we're going to start speaking on our code, basically, um, which is basically the code that um, you read not so long ago. It's a code that I found, well, two days ago by the time you're seeing this, um, which I sat down and really learned a few things. Um, and in myself, I was like, you know what? We as humans really, look, practice makes perfect. What happens while you're practicing? You're failing. You're, you're, you're empty dumpty. You're sitting on that wall. Practicing to really sit on your wall as round as you are. You're trying to sit on that wall and sit stably. So when the wind just comes, boom, 
you're on the floor again, you cracked, and then you come together again. Amti Dumpty sat on the wall and Amti Dumpty had a great fall, but then Amti Dumpty comes back up and then is well glued enough to your point. But even when people look at you, how are you able to really come across like this? We can see your imperfections, but they are perfectly fixed back together to a point whereby they're not negligible, right? That's where I speak of saying that even when the errors before them, by that time, it doesn't matter anymore because practice does make perfect. It's not that you always will be perfect. You're, you're going to be close to perfect, depending on how you define perfect, right? Um, it's, it's, it's all in that in itself. For me, perfect is closer to something that is completely validated by the entire society, 100% I'm talking here, that's perfection. But unfortunately, that can never be. Right. Um, so that's more about the code. That's why I'm also speaking on the code. Now, do bear in mind the code is more of um, a link, right, um, between the theme of the show and what is it really going to tie into. The the show's theme is mostly rendered from um, the code in which I'll be coming in with. Right. Um, so that's what it is. Um, hope you're enjoying it so far. So let's just get a little bit more into introducing myself, the host. Right. Who am I and why am I here? I've already spoken as to why am I here, but who am I? I am G.B. Langer, an author, a poet, a mathematic geek, and a lot of bit more in terms of entrepreneurship as well, and the very founder of TGN10.com, the YouTube channel in which you are on right now. So um, that's who I am, born and bred um, in Rustenburg in a local community near the Sun City Resort. I believe most of you know it for the summer, the South African Music Awards. That's um, one of the major, major big events that it hosts um, almost each and every single year, um, annually, if I may put it. And yeah, that's who I am. If you really want to find out more, you'll have to read between the lines and get to really um, discover um, me as a person and really get to, to know me. Me saying it and putting it out there, not my style. So um, be on alert with that one as well. And yeah, just be on board with me. So now let's get a little bit more. Um, as I've spoken about the channel, we're going to now be speaking more about one of the topics. I'm just going to give you more of a gif as to really what the show is going to entail. Those random facts that are going to come up um, linked to the current affairs and how I perceive it and what are, what are my perceptions around um, certain topics, right? Um, and where we're literally looking to, to have those um, topics and basically play around with them, right? Um, so let's get into it. Let's talk mainly about the initial what I believe, as you can see, there is um, that label that's running around there, which is just say code, host introduction and pit bulls. So I'm just going to literally put it out there. But as I said, the hot topic on my perspective, that's the one that I'm going to be more subliminal on, no name mentioning around here, but no allegedly as well. And when you go into it, it's a podversation. So let's conversate. Um, so let's go into it. Pitbulls, why are we really lack informed about them, right? Why are the authorities holding a form of knowledge? Are the authorities, no, I shouldn't say the authorities at most, but what I'll basically be saying is this is information that's public knowledge from the early 2000s and they've been basically the number one ruthless pets that we've owned, you know? And the main question would be, what is it that we're not really being informed about? Is it how they should be trained, how they should be taken care of, how, how a lot of things, right? And 
it's a sense of saying where are they from how did they really come about they mostly came about through what we know as um in the 1800s through um is it breeding yeah crossbreeding right so in crossbreeding obviously you know you're taking a certain species or i don't know breed it's crossbreeding taking another breed and then taking another breed and boom, you have something so the crossbreeding really happened in um the lines of you them they make sure in the time but you're human as well so yeah um crossbreeding a terrier and and english bulldog right and guess what if you really realize something from the early 2000s they've been eating people's faces i'm, I'm just you're just gonna have to face it um so they've been eating people's faces but when you look it back into it we tie it back to a form where they've been eating people's faces but how were they really um what were they really bred for they were bred to really fight um animals like bulls um, and other animals but how would they control them by really biting their faces and controlling them that's basically how they did them right so basically that pit bull is trying to control you okay that sounded wrong but it is what it is you know um i wish i had more of a, a, another perspective on this um who is possibly from the um one of the national animal authorities to really give a much more things in terms of um my unbiased opinion as i said i'm just going to be more unbiased onto that you know um and this was done mostly in the 1800s um during those times in the 1800s they they were basically done then then in 1835 35 years later they were like you know what blood sport has got to be basically banished you know curtains for it and when that came along people were like you know what um we still want to we still want them to fight so what are we going to do going to create another blood sport creation you know um and dogs now fighting each other now that's where the terriers really came about um, as well, again, the, the interbreeding continued and the dogs were really taught how to fight. Historically, that's how when they continuously become interbred, that's how they literally become. Some of them don't barely, most of them barely actually even give um, real birth. But then you'd have most of those instances where we as humans really created these um, very, very monsters in themselves, right? Um, so, yeah, we, we want to really have a little bit more deeper um impact of um conversation possibly um with somebody from the animal um authorizations you know and um have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation with them and see how far we can really stretch the conversation in terms of what is really going on here but as far as it goes um where we're not possibly even training them well right um we're not possibly having them well trained and having much of a clearer informed way because somewhere there who is basically selling um isinja you know and be like yeah we're gonna get it um we don't need to train it but as far as it goes the normal regulations as to how to retain and have a pit bull but it is what it is it is what's going on and we can't really argue with most of um those slight um reverbials you know um but now coming right along into knowing that we really don't know animals as much one there was one trending video once upon a time where somebody tamed a python right um and then domesticated it in, into their house what did that really come and bring into into the atmosphere of of their home anyway it really brought in well the loss of their dear son at the time and most people are like what did you expect um getting a a python 
Now, how does that link to towards what I'm saying right now in terms of that? The, the, the main thing is, do we understand how to tame certain animals? Are we aware of certain dangers they might actually have impact on? Should they not be correctly trained or tamed? You know, it, it's all about um, how you, the human in this case, approaches the situation, right? And that's really how we really see them. They're not perfect, but how can we really get to um, calm them and everything like that? And again, there was a friend of mine also said to me, bro, you know, with, with so many things, you know, um, you can see a lot. You can see a lot in terms of the fact that these dogs have been there, but they've never been put in the spotlight to say, oh, 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 this is what's going on. Once something happens, there's a report on it. Once something happens, there's a report on it. So we were aware of such knowledge, but we were really made aware of how to really keep them, well, should I say sane, and not really doing all of this. Is it Uti, Upovi, or Hambaim Shah, this is recently been trending, um, and, and in self in, self dependent, you know, is actually well on the right way. Agalumabantu, you know, anything. Upovi does Lumabantu, but not as much as Lumabantu, like what pit bulls um, really, really do. They, they literally um, do a few things. But as I say, this is my perspective. You're just taking it as a perspective, and that's technically what um, it's, it's going to hold up as. And within those, are we ready? You had 19, the, the 90s, which the Rottweiler was the one, was that was the pit bull during the time. And the Rottweiler is not back on. It's, it's, it's a dog, apparently. Now, think about it. If, if, if the Rottweiler had that reputation in the 90s, and suddenly we have this one um, in well, at this point, taking up two decades of dominance, are we really saying that there is no redemption for it? It's a perspective. Shoot me. I've got a target on my back. Um, literally. So um, that's more alive in terms of the conversation. What are we really um, doing in terms of allowing the knowledge to spread through in terms of them still being one of those dogs because some people just love their dogs they don't actually even want to give them away right but how are we really going to assure everyone that we're not going to be out here um giving your dogs away and um assure them that we're going to basically keep you with your dog but this is the regulation that you need to take this is what we need to do to your dog or what we need to literally teach you in order to to have that that's another thing, but at the same time, are they really worth being in, in society and being tamed again? You know, that's much of a perspective. But from my um, take in itself, having that information about the Rottweiler, which is one base of information, right? I would believe that train them, make make what you did to the Rottweilers literally happen to the pit bulls, right? That's my take and my perspective on it. Right, and that's basically what it is. Um, as I said, I'm not here to judge and persecute. I am neither one of those. I'm just sharing my perspective. And the reason why um, perspective is really important, I'm just going to get more into it as well. Um, that's one thing that's not really there, but you need some some basically main course before the main course, right? Um, with most of our society and how we're really divulging and picking up information, Right, we we never really pick up information like 
as an individual packaged information, which is clearly organized. But that information is basically, well, it can be flattering at first. We, we take flattering information more into consideration than actual factual information, right? Where that's why some of the reasons why this channel really came about, why we're launching masterclasses by Chef Marcus as well on um, chef branding, because he's already done that. He's found the concept, he's seen it, and then be like, okay, cool, I'm going to package it, and then I'm going to show you how to really also do it, how to really also make it so that you can see the benefits of it um, and um, how to really put it out there for everybody to, to really take on. Um, so that's one, one way of really seeing it and one way of really um, taking it. But what I'm also saying again at the same time, because mind you me, this is a one-man conversation, so please allow me. And what I'm basically saying is the fact that with so much information, if you, if you were to look at the color behind me, okay, fine, there's no color, there's something else, but if you were to look at the color behind me, it's black, right? If somebody was to come in and say it's white, make it and make it a suggestion so many times in a person's face for so long, it, it ends up becoming white, right? But at the same time, are we really allowing ourselves to, let me put up a, a, a clear perspective as well. Um, are we really seeing forth the fact that we're opening a door for somebody when somebody says, okay, cool. Look, um, gee, this is what's going on with, with who I am as a person or or maybe, gee, this is my opinion on a certain on a certain topic or something like that. Are we really open and allowing that person to really have their peace, save their peace, and um, basically be heard to a point whereby we want to really understand it, right? Because what I'm seeing right now in society is the fact that, <laughs> chick, somebody might come in, um, that's black. And I'm like, no, it's not black. You don't want, don't you want to understand how it is black? You never really say that. You say, no, it's black. Black is black. And even if you want to try and take me on that, say, um, but then I want to really understand how you saying that is black when it's really not black. Um, guess what? I will not listen to you, but that's not because I don't want to listen to you. It's because you're really trying to make your opinion set as the law, right? And, and, and as humans, irregardless, at some point, you're going to be reluctant. But this is something that's been happening in, in society for a very long time. I'm not going to say, what's the, what about the past? And how did it look? No, it's not going to be like that. It's always been something that I believe everybody is much aware of, which is normally called um, a very... What is it called again? Peer pressure, right? That's typically what it's called. It's, it's called peer pressure. It's, it's when somebody says, you know what? I'm in my world and I want my world to also be part of your world. So take it or leave it. That's how it's going to go. We're not going to be out here allowing you to not acknowledge our existence and acknowledge um, us and our opinion. Our opinion is law and it's set. There's no way that you can really go around it. You are going to have to really go um, around it. So that's one of the other aspects that we're going to have to um, realize and be aware of at most, in most cases, right? Where, so in any form of case, everything is, is, is set in terms of um, people's opinions being more, more or less really more defined than the other one. Um, I don't care what you have to say. Uh, my opinion is law, quotation marks. 
And that's technically what's really going on. If, if, if the world decides today to be like, if you look at social media, you look at the current society, if I said it, it has to stick because I am who? Somebody. And you are nobody. Status controls valid information. And valid information is controlled by status. That's how it is in the current society. The higher you are on the social media, prank, gun, prank or anything. I don't know if you said prank at some point. It is what it is. You know, it's, it's I'm not pushing P. It's a prank. It's a rank. It's what it is. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's validated by those very in, in, in individuals. There's influence within a certain rank. Um, of, of an individual, which is has been. It's 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 peer pressure. If the coolest kid in school, yeah, you want to smoke, you'll be cool as well, 100 percent It takes a person with a very much strong morale and a strong persona to really hold that off and say, I ain't for it and I'm not going for it. So you either take me as I am or you don't, right? It's look, you are in your own world. You're in your world and the society really doesn't know. Most of the time you check people be like, Judging the first time, be like, yo, 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 you know, this is where you're supposed to be. Look, give me a perspective. Tell me that red is blue. I'll believe you on condition, right? What condition am I really talking about? I'm talking about the condition of saying, um, you allow me to really take my time in understanding your opinion. If you're saying, but black is, black, no, don't, don't, don't force it on me. If you tell me that black is blue or red is blue, then I'm going to be like, okay, yeah. But then if if if, if you don't understand it, it's fine. Um, it's okay, you know. But that's my opinion. You know, once you really share your opinion, your perspective on certain issues, people really would really pay attention to, and they'll be more open to really re um, not reserving their opinions on certain issues which you also are um, endeavoring them on, right? We, we really need to, to stop um, the, the fact whereby our opinion becomes low. And if we say, no, if somebody did one wrong, suddenly you're like, this is what you're going to be in terms of punished. It's a sense of saying, if you look at this mental health, people kill themselves, you know, and, and whatnot. But somebody might be, oh, but no, don't, don't um, push that when they're pushing somebody on social media. And what happens? They be pushing somebody and be like, no, stop it because this might happen one, two, three. It's not that like people are not aware of it, but the sense of being validated by the peers and being put in a certain limelight makes it more sufficient for everybody to really be like, I want to be at a certain level, at a certain rank, because that's where I believe I deserve to be. It's never the case. It will never be the case. Um, let's really start being a society that really knocks over the door and say, look, um, this is what I believe in. These are my principles. Because you're not going to be out here saying you're holding on a pole. Here's the wind coming. And you're basically being like, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my own pole as well. But I want you to hold on to my pole. Right. I, I, I really want you to, to take my core principles, my values as a person. And identify with them, right? I, I I have my own principles. I have my own background. I I have everything on on a certain line in which I grew up with. I grew up with certain traditions, certain principles, certain cultures, and everything like that. You wake up and say, you know what? Mine are valid. 
for what reasons are you supposed to really be valid? Why am I supposed to take your identity and then mesh it up to me? And suddenly we're all the same and it's like, ah, he's trying to be me. Yo, check, you, 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 you said I must be you. You know, I, I don't want to be you. I, I want to really be guided by your perspective. I really want to be seen and um, be told, oh, this is the direction that I took. This is the path that I took. And this is quicker. You know, as much as we all have this destination that we're running on, there's a journey. And we're like, ah, there's too much traffic here. Change route. It's going to happen at some point. But if I lose my way, then I get lost into uh, mental health. It's my perspective. You know, I, I get lost in a lot. Do I really deserve to be lost in that lot? You know, do I really deserve to be in that position where you're putting me in of identifying myself with your perceptions and making your perceptions to really be me? If, if, if sometimes you're saying madness, you, you're like, yeah, I want to do part. No, I, I listen to my opinion about what I see as madness. And get the perspective and be like, oh, okay, cool, this is what it is. But obviously sometimes you also have to recognize, realize the fact that this person, maybe if I put my opinion like this, just put it in a way that is easier for the person to really cope with and always leave the door open to say, I also welcome your opinion. I also welcome your perspective. You know, um, that's what a normal um, individual would really um, do in, in certain cases, or should I say normal? Now I'm going to possibly persecute it for that. But I'm basically saying in most cases and how they really go about, let's really try to leave the door open so that the next person can be able to really take in that and really embrace it. And at some point, in some time, because I believe that's the one thing that we're liking. We're liking having patience for one another, liking having patience for um, each other. And this is where we're really going to be discussing that. We're going to really be discussing that. And remember the quote, perfection is but um, a copy of multiple errors that when seen before somebody, regardless of it being before them, they do not see it. Remember that quote. It's, it's part of the theme. It ties into everything that we're, we're saying here. So if you want to say something, go back to the quote before you, you say, but you're judging. I'm not judging anybody. Um, as I said, there's a theme towards all of this. It's a perspective that I'm giving. If you feel otherwise, have it. Podversate with me. Have a conversation. Um, let's sit down, say what you need to say, and put it out for me so that I can really hear what you um, really have to say about that, right? Um, I, I have I have a perspective, and I would really love to hear what your perspective is in terms of everything that also that I I split before you as well, you know. And anyone's perspective is hundred percent acknowledged because that's how we learn, that's how we grow. If we're not going to take each other's perspective, we're never going to grow. But all we're going to be like, we're going to be in the very same position, and possibly sometimes even go back and revisit some of the very same positions which we've been in before. Right, so be careful in terms of how you take in perspective and allow other people to also give their perspective as well so that you don't really um, lack in, in, in that as well, you know. Um, so there's one one thing which I, I would also like to, to put forward in terms of understanding perspective and really packaging and understanding knowledge that needs to be really put forth. 
um, hot topic and my perspective on it. So here's how we go about it. As I said, I'm going to be as subliminal as possible. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's Tagazul Osam, but it's an elephant somewhere. It's Tagazul in some shape. It has room. It's in some. Um, but enough about the the, the Connie jokes. I'm, I'm I'm bad at that. I'm not a um, a stand-up comedian. Um, a well, one of the other podcasts um, host as well, which I once had a conversation with um, on, on on some aspects. Um, um, a podcast is called um, Conversations with Kofaone um, on Spotify and Apple and Apple Podcasts. You can also check it out there. And yeah, you can also check us out there as well. Um, like and subscribe so long um, um, in here on the YouTube. Um, yeah, but she once said, because my name is GB Lana, so GB, and she was like, if I just added V, and there's going to be trouble. Um, it's one of uh, the favorite things that I love hearing. Um, it, was, it was so good. I was like, oh God, you know, it kept me, kept me my mind in, in, in tune um, with it for, for, for some time, you know. Um, a very wonderful conversation that she's holding there um, herself. Um, they're very, very much um, well, well, well rounded. And I, I'm also in love with some of those conversations because that's who I am. I love, I love really hearing perspective and I really love sitting down and listening um, to, to podcasts that really drive a view and really allow me to listen to that view um, so that I can also grow. You know, it's, it's all about growth and growth only comes through you recognizing perspective because when somebody says something, you're like, oh, I can pick that up and I can also add it to, to my, it's, it's a Lego thing. As humans, we all need each other, whether you like it or not, we need each other. We, we are Legos, right? We are Legos, we're like, you, you have a Lego piece that I need and I have a Lego piece that you need. So once you take it, Put into a building block and oh boy you are literally now building something you're building something super great that will extend and um basically stand the test of time right that's basically who we are supposed to be as humans be able to really give perspective be able to give a building block and be able to to take in a building block you know um but yeah that's more or less in terms of something like that but now going back to um that very same in this very gbb climate that we're 100% in, we are aware that uh, the people who are not reaching certain ages, basically around the 2K areas, that are also putting their hands um, on that. And as as the praises have went, um, very good um, parenting and, and all of that, it's, it's other things that most people don't really understand and I'm going to really be digging into. There's so much that you can really look into when it comes to being a parent, right? Um, being a parent, you really are not aware of your child. Um, sometimes they're basically out of your out of your control, but you always have those core values that you implement into a child. Sometimes they would be like, "I didn't take my child into one, two, three because of the trauma that they once saw." Um, I was not even really open about it because I myself was going through the most, and I really couldn't be there for for my child in that way because I, I i couldn't handle it myself i tried and i tried and i tried i'm trying my best to really level it out and cut up the noise and really not be with the noise and raise my child but at the same time sometimes you might be putting up walls so that you cannot seem weak for your child so that you cannot seem as if you're too vulnerable for your child so that your child can really trust to something right you cannot trust the pillar if a pillar is falling over you know, and that's what sometimes parents do try, but effect of 
having family members that really kind of contribute a little into saying that pillar must continue to stand, that pillar must continue to be seen, which is what I believe the African culture has been for a very long time, but it seems to really be losing that um, as we go through generation to generation. The Afri African um, culture has been so beautiful. It's the most one of the most beautiful cultures, I believe, um, in the world in terms of um, what they know as values um, and family and, and love. It's one thing that is slowly dissipating, you know, and I, I really want to to really see certain certain aspects of those come back. Um, from a very traditionally based family myself, uh, more especially my mother's side of the family, um, and then you have my my father's side of the family, which are also not so traditionally modern, right? So I I got a taste of both worlds in a way, and. Though those those things really grow you as a person, they they really define you as a person. They really put you where you you wouldn't really see yourself in in, in certain points, and really give you and allow you to give a certain form of perspective to to the world. But I, I saw how love is designed, or should I say designed or shown on both ends of 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 the families, right? On a traditional basis, it's close. It's tight. Right, oh, it, it's very tight. It's it's. Let's stick to the core. We need to see one, two, three. They have very good PR. They've got got P, good PR. Um, and you have the modern side of the family, which just goes like, be free to say one, two, three, and 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 like that. But once you mix those two, you get a little bit more of a taste in terms of how it is to really be modern and traditional at the same time, right? Because that's one thing that most people really never um come to to see right um and some of those aspects is that what you see is our parents olden times right I'm talking about modern ones they were not really aware but they were teaching us some things that they were not really aware of as them teaching us but you'd see the the actual stuff when you're aware of it you're like oh this is one one two three because there, there are a few things when raising a child. An environment is one of the most um, impactful things in um, raising a child. Um, number one, what makes an environment? That might be the larger question at hand here. What really makes an environment for a child? Um, look, number one, the people that are there, the atmosphere, right? Number two, how they really engage with one another, right? Um, those people, if, if there's a lot of crime, obviously you'll be exposed to that. But when you come home, what type of environment are you really given? Um, are you told to jump off a cliff? And when a parent says, are you, you want to jump off a cliff? Yeah, I want to jump off a cliff. I want to see um, what will happen if I jump off a cliff. And when, because there's different amounts of, of, of parenting, there's restrictive and there's guiding. Um, guiding is not control, right? Don't be confused by that. Guiding is not control, but guiding is, you want to jump off a cliff? Yeah, do you have a parachute? Is the plane that you're going to go on um, well-maintained? Um, are you going to jump off of there with um, with with a good parachute? Um, is everything functional? Do you have the right suit for that? Are the you know all those things that really come into that? When a parent starts asking, that's guidance. You say, I don't mind you jumping off a cliff, but you know because we grow, we change. We'll never be who our parents really want us to be, but we can be closer to what our parents want us to be in a form of really holding on the cause of who we are as um as grown-ups or growing up, right? We, we we tend to have some of those aspects and we, we need to have those, right? Reasons why we, we would need to really have um, such in, in any form is how would you really 
look at your parent when your parent is also breaking right at some points your parent also needs a certain form of support are we really aware of that with with you look at guys and you look at um you look at women and growing up you would see that their relationships are different with both their mothers and fathers um girls would tend to be more closer should um the father be more open with them and really know how to really um go out there and really um look at a partner as well and you would go into men which normally sway away from home but you can bring a, a boy child home and in many aspects by really allowing yourself to really be their best friend as a parent so there's there's so much into that sometimes you don't have much of the control but you you try as much as you can as a parent but also as a child you ought to also try as much as you can so that you can basically grow into what your parent really wanted you um to see in in many 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 aspects and it it all comes together with the very same point of saying is the absence of a father more effective um affecting um of a child's upbringing um, yeah, I've spoken about family. If you would kind of consider the fact that parents are partners, right? So parents are partners. What do we mean by saying parents are partners? Parents work together to really raise you. Their point of views are from different aspects of um, both being the, 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 the protector, the provider, and everything like that. As I said, I'm from a traditional family. And being the nurturer, you know, um, of, of the family, those two roles come together and then they bring up a person who also, um, number one, would know love, wouldn't know how um, nurturing is, they wouldn't know what trust is, they wouldn't know what they're really coming home to. So it depends on all those roles as well as you really are, are being guided into, into um, everything like that. So that's one aspect which you 100% be looking at. And within that as well, how much freedom is too much freedom? As I said before, there's no so much freedom as, as being too much. If you are, your child is coming in, they better be negotiating, they better be reasoning. That is my perspective on this. So um, don't kill me. I've already got a target on my back, as I've said. And social media, you know, there's a lot of validated facts. How are you really allowing your child to really be, it, basically, it's like this is your your voice not precisely your voice but not literally right but is your voice loud enough to really cut out that noise are you loud enough are you, are you loving enough are you open enough are you being there enough right i'm not saying parents are not there, but at the same time are you as a child as well able to realize how much they are taking off so that they can try to be there as well how aware are you of your parents as humans as well and being not so perfect, right? As I said, go back to the quote to really um, get a get a brink of what I'm really saying here. So there are those aspects that I'm talking about which say, is are we as a society really solving the problem? When we see a child being like, like no, you know, you need to do, no. Are we really trying to understand the, the, the situation? To a point whereby we talk about um, the solution and we speak about the fact that it should never happen and should have never have happened because one two three should have been prevented right rather speak on that 
you know, and rather speak on that and as well at the same time speak on the solution. Have your perspective and be open to say, I also welcome your perspective, right? This is a conversation, a conversation. So let's conversate. And those are some of the things that you obviously going to, to be more um, aware of because we are independent souls, we're independent spirits, um, kids, parents. We grow um, with our own independent choices, but our choices really stem from where we were as um, growing up as kids, right? And how we were really nurtured into that. Um, most researchers and psychologists would be like, after seven, after seven years of age, yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's curtains, eh? You, you really need to now start, um, now really start working hard. It's this last minute parenting, you know. Um, that's research, and when you really go much into that, you, you'd really be saying, was slapping, beating, and almost killing another being something that is supposed to be there. Um, was it the upbringing? Was it the parent? Was it the independent choices of the child? These are questions that you should really be um, asking. These are the questions that you should really be um, really putting in there, right? The very same way that you're supposed to tame a pit bull. I'm not making any comparisons. I'm just focusing and basing my work in terms of the theme. So look at that. Think about that and make it your mission to really be able to give perspective and be able to really welcome perspective. That is what this is all about, right? So that's my take and that's my perspective. I've introduced myself. I am GB Lang, your host for Podversations and TGN out of 10 conversations. If it's a conversation, it's a podversation. Let's conversate. Don't forget to subscribe, like, like, and share and share and subscribe and just stay tuned for another podversation i will be dropping another one um this sunday um and monday and then we'll be dropping almost every day for um the december season up until we meet again i would 100 wish you guys a lovely day hope you are having a lovely day and hope your day keeps on blessing you as the good lord that created you from above as um and yeah we bless the lord and thank you for listening till next time if it's a conversation it's a conversation let's pause for see you next time and